Thank you for listening to the Ablaze Church Sermon Podcast. Our purpose at Ablaze is to love God, love others, follow Jesus, and tell others. If you are looking for a church home in the Tulsa area, we'd love to have you join us for worship on Saturdays at 6.30 p.m. or Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at ablazechurch.org. Well, it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, exact, To be exact, it was October the 19th. And a number of texts were sent to people whose names are associated with Ablaze Church. These texts purported to come from me, okay? Uh, by the way, I, I'm not making this up. I'm telling you the absolute truth. You know, sometimes when I tell a story that was sort of unbelievable when my kids were little, they'd say, Dad, is that true or are, are you just preaching? So uh, I'm not just preaching. I'm telling the truth. All right. Okay. It purported to be from me and said that I was overwhelmed with all kinds of work and I needed some help because I'd promised some people some financial assistance. So would you please go like to a CVS or a Walgreens and pick up some gift cards, some gift cards, and then they specified the denomination, and I'm sure it wasn't Lutheran, but the, uh, and then send them to the, or send the numbers on there to a certain destination, and then I would pay you back. All right, the alarm bells go off and you say, scam, scam, and it wasn't like, you know, it comes up on, on this little instrument, says scam likely. No, this was for sure. This was something, uh, it was the real thing. Well, we are warned to be on our alert uh, about such things, and especially seniors, okay? And when I get to be a senior citizen, I'm gonna be really alert about that because I may become the target of deceivers. Well, lies, scams, deceptions, History is littered with them, going back to the time of the apostles and way before, actually, you go all the way back to the first human beings. Yeah, scams and lies. P.T. Barnum, the great showman, said, there's a sucker born every minute, and he took advantage of that uh, as that kind of a showman. As a matter of fact, he even believed that people wanted to be deceived. Uh, we go back in more recent history, like in the year 1962, the Soviet Union was making deliveries to Cuba, which had recently turned communist. And uh, the deliveries, uh, the, the spy planes began to see and take shape. What, what is there? Looks like missiles. And the Soviet said, Union said, oh, well, these are not, you know, uh, warheads. These are just simply um, defensive weapons, yeah, big scam, big lie. Uh, you ever heard of Charles Ponzi? Yeah, in the 1920s, he had a scheme, <laughs> and um, that was to make investments in, in there were postage stamps, uh, speculation and postage stamps, and he guaranteed that whatever you would invest, you would get a 50% return on that investment within 90 days. And he made good on that by more people putting in more money and that he would pay off the early investors. More money would come in, pay off the next investors, more money. And at its height in today's money, it would amount to about $3 million a day. Or have you ever picked up the phone 
And the party on the other end says, congratulations, you have just won an all-expense-paid trip to, you know, a place you, know, you would just love to go. Well, yes. Or how about getting an email that says, I am a fabulously rich Nigerian prince, <laughs> and I have all this money that's tied up because, uh, uh, you know, bad people have come into the government and uh, they have frozen all my accounts. Uh, and here I am in the U.S., but I can't get it out of there. So, uh, but if I could have access to your bank account, it can be transferred, and I would be glad to share a substantial portion of my wealth with you. Again, the alarm bells go off. Well, as bad as these things are, there's something worse, a deception which can do even more harm and trick us than to just trick us out of money. It can deceive our hearts with eternal consequences. It all comes from the granddaddy of all liars, the father of lies, compulsive liar, who told the very first recorded lie was in the garden. And he said, you will not die. <laughs> you will become as gods. Wow. Now, he sprinkled a little bit of truth in there. Your eyes will be opened. Yeah, but when their eyes were opened, what do they see? It was not real pretty. Uh, you will know good and evil. Okay, if you know good, why do you in the world? But you want to know evil. And so they knew evil. Their eyes were opened. They didn't become as gods, <laughs> and uh, they died. They were tricked. You know, anytime that people say, I'm going to do what God told me not to do, and things are going to be good, they have been deceived. Well, there are huge spiritual lies out there, as Paul warned. It's kind of a minefield of spiritual lies and deceptions all around us. For example, think about this. You are not loved, you are worthless. Is that true? It's a lie. Okay. How about, well, you can't be forgiven. You've gone off the edge and you probably have committed the unforgivable sin. Is that the truth or a lie? Okay. Well, you're a real mess and you cannot change. Truth or a lie? That's a lie. How about there is no future for you? There is no hope. So what's the use? You may as well just totally give up. Truth or lie? Okay. Now think about this. Let's go a little different direction. If, if you work hard enough, and if you sincerely try to be what we call a good person, then you can make it to heaven on your own. That truth Aye, okay. There are many paths to heaven. If Jesus works for you, oh, good. I'm glad for you. But why restrict everything to just one way? Hmm. How about this one? Science and faith are opposites. And science has all the answers. It even trumps the Bible. Hmm. Uh, the Bible is just another book. It's outmoded, and there are just a lot of things in there that no longer apply. We know a lot better today, and you need to be woke and enlightened. Hmm. Sounds like it bears some marks of 
an attempt to scam us. You see, in so many ways, Satan, the father of lies, deceives and has deceived people. In fact, even attempts to deceive the church at times. You know, delusions and dreams, imaginations that can come from Satan and from one's own self, uh, projecting some wishes out there. Just because something is, quote, spiritual, or even supernatural, as a matter of fact, Jesus warned even against lying signs and wonders. Does that mean it comes from God? Not everything like that comes from God. That's why we're told to test the spirits to see whether they are from God. What about false doctrines that take Bible verses out of context, distort them a little bit, and misinterpret them and bring us false teachings? Or there's sometimes a a self-spirituality. Yeah, I can be spiritual without being religious. I don't have to go to church to be spiritual. In fact, I can even do that without Jesus, an alternate spirituality, new age thinking, postmodernism, all of this fake news and spiritual scams. Now, some people who feel that they are Christians get a little bit confused and hold beliefs in reincarnation, astrology. They check in with their psychics. They try to absorb spiritual energy from objects like crystals and pyramids. Back in the year 1994, we were on the ultimate road trip, my brothers and sisters and nine husbands and wives, in a motorhome, and we drove through Mexico, you know, from north to south. And uh, one of the stops was uh, near Mexico City, and uh, the tallest pyramids that uh, exist in this hemisphere. And uh, so we climbed, you can climb all the way up to the top of the Pyramid of the Sun. Got up to the top of there and I saw a bunch of people uh, and they were all dressed in white and they were just looking up and they were absorbing, you know, that psychic energy that flows from the sun. Wow. Again, the deceptions seem very spiritual. I'm sure that somehow, you know, there's something going on inside of their hearts, their minds. Oh, wow, this is, this is so cool. This is so great. I am just absorbing all of this. And, but in the process, what happens to Jesus? What happens to Jesus? Well, sometimes Jesus, you know, really neat things spoken about him. Wow, he is transcendent. He is my great spiritual guide. He is an enlightened teacher. He's an advanced avatar. He's so God-like. He is an eye, a very high expression of spirit, but not true God and true man and savior of the world who can save us from sin, death, and hell. But it just kind of goes like this, that people can overcome their hang-ups and become self-actualized if you do the right exercises, read the right way, read the right books, and go to the right seminars. Well, let's go one more spiritual scam, postmodernism, which is skeptical of all previous systems of thought, including and especially Christianity. It sees, it sees everything through some kind of a self-referential lens of power and uh, views everything in terms of oppressors and oppressed, relying upon what is now popular in many academic circles, critical theory. The result... The conviction that there is no reliable truth. Thus, Christianity is outside of the framework of reality. All knowledge is conditional. There is no absolute truth. 
And if there is no absolute truth, there is no absolute moral standards by which people should be living. Identity politics follows along with that and the rejection of binary opposites. Hmm. Spiritual scams, fake news, lies, begging to be believed. Yeah, a lot of deceptions on our doorsteps, right? Paul warns the Thessalonians about this. He says, let no one deceive you in any way. And then he warns about the big liar who brings the big lie. He warned about the son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God proclaiming himself to be God. You know, think about the temptations of Jesus. There is one, and, and he is taken up to a high mountain. And from that high mountain, you can see all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil says, I will give all of these to you if you'll just do one simple thing. Bend the knee, bow down, and worship me. You know, that's his obsession. That's what he wants. And he will lie, he will cheat, he will scam in order to get that. And anytime our lives, our worship is not focused on Jesus, you know who intercepts the worship? You know who intercepts the answer? Regardless of what name we give to whoever it is that we give our honor and worship to, he takes it to himself. Well, those spiritual scams, yeah, the father of lies. And then Paul even warned that there are going to be some religious people with itching ears who will seek teachers who will preach what they want to hear rather than the truth that comes from God. You see, every spiritual deception is designed with this in mind, to turn us away from Jesus, for something, someone else to be our ultimate point of reference in life, to seek truth from sources other than God's word, things that may seem intellectually exciting, spiritually deep, but yet are scams. Well, but if there is truth, if there is such a thing that exists, and, you know, Pontius Pilate, you think of him, there's truth staring him in the face, and he's looking at Jesus, and he says, what is truth? He's looking at truth. Where do you find it? Or are we stuck somewhere in a random universe of meaninglessness with fake news and spiritual scams? But let's start here. Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, what's the one in the middle? Truth. truth. He says, I am the truth. It's not just, hey, once in a while I tell some truth. No, I am truth. Hmm. That's his claim. Was he lying? Or maybe he was deceived. Maybe he thought he was truth, but wasn't, and then he went about deceiving others. Or is he actually truth? You want to find out? Well, you examine. Examine who he is, what he says about himself, and what he says about other things, what he says about humanity, what he says about us, what he does. You see, because truth is ultimately in the very person, the divine person of Jesus Christ. It is in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So we examine the truth ultimately is in Jesus. And we examine through the Bible. 
written testimony to the truth. Jesus said about this very book, well, he was referring to the Old Testament portion because the new hadn't yet been written, but he said that these, the scriptures, are they that bear testimony or bear witness about me. You see, it's the record that God gave us of his acts of salvation and the record of his promises, the record of his love. In fact, it's a great love letter. And this is what Jesus said to his disciples after when he was praying with had been praying with them in the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, he has got this high priestly prayer to the Father. He says, sanctify them, that is the disciples, in the truth. Why? Your word is truth. So we find that it is a witness to the truth. It is a record of the acts of God. It is the medium, the means of grace, living and active, the word of God, according to Hebrews chapter four, inspired by God to bring us and bring us into contact with that truth. Not only the truth of, you know, that fills our mind, but the truth of the person of Jesus Christ. And so John, one of the disciples of Jesus, tells us why this book here, the Bible, was written, particularly the, 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 the part that he wrote. First John chapter 5 says, I write these things, these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Why? That you may know that you have eternal life. What more important thing could you ever know in life than what is forever? This life is so short. Eternity is forever. Wouldn't you want to know that you have eternal life? So the purpose of this book is so that we can know God. And if you know God, you want to keep on knowing him and knowing him better. And it's such a beautiful thing. We never stop learning. We never stop growing. You never come to a point and say, okay, I'm there. I'm there. No. We can keep on in that relationship and grow more uh, with more intimacy. And so we can know the truth. And when we know the truth, we can recognize error like Shannon showed us with those fake dollar bills. Huh? Yeah. So how do they train bank workers? Look at the real thing. Look at the real thing. Look at the real thing. And you can recognize them when there is error. So keep looking at that real thing, like Shannon said. And so we can know that we have eternal life, not just wish that we might get it or guess that we might have it, but to have that absolute certainty that is based upon the word of God and is mediated to us by the Holy Spirit to that word of God. And so that we can have the access to everything that our Lord has put into that gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. So. Okay, someone gives you a, a, a Christmas stocking. You say, hey, that's a neat gift. That's a really great gift. But I want to know what's inside of that. Oh, hmm, gift cards, hmm, candy, uh, you know, some really, really neat stuff in here. Wow. Uh, so it's not just this, but what's in it. Okay, it's not just Jesus as some kind of a theoretical uh, or a historical person, but what does he put in it? Forgiveness of sins, life, salvation, relationship with God. And the list can go on and on and on. All of that packed in. So how do we know what's in there? You unpack it through the word of God. Well, let's have one more look and to kind of wrap it up at what it started with, the scripture, 
part of that from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We're going to go through verses 13 to 15, and I'm just going to make a few comments as we go along, as, uh, because this is now bringing the resolution for the spiritual scams. It says, and B, we ought always to give thanks to God for you. Brothers beloved by the Lord. Okay, God's love, God's love for you. Why? Because God chose you. You know, you've been handpicked. You've been handpicked. And not only were you picked, you were invited as well, personally, to be saved, to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Here's the instrumentality through sanctification by the Spirit and belief, trust, faith in the truth. Not only the truth that is in the word, but the person of truth, that is Jesus Christ. To this he now invited you, called you by means of the gospel. Why? So that you could obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we already in this life, by faith in Jesus Christ, begin to experience the first fruits of that glory. And then as we think about all saints who are now in glory in that presence of the Lord, and we get to join them and obtain that glory, the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, he has that glorified body. We one day will have that glorified body as well. So then, here's what you do. Here's what you do. Brothers, stand firm. Get your feet on the rock. What's the rock? The rock is Jesus Christ. Hold to the traditions. It doesn't say just be traditional. No, no. What are the traditions? The traditions are things that the apostles handed down, that were handed down, that were handed down, that were handed. That's the meaning of tradition, something that is handed down. The truth that is in the scriptures, the truth of the apostles, uh, the word from them, that were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by the letter. There's a big lie out there. But there's a bigger truth, and the truth centers on the cross of Jesus. And when you want to know what you are worth, and when you want to know how much you are loved, there's one place to look, and that is look at the cross. You look at the cross, you see your sins nailed there, and you see Jesus suffering for you. He says, that's how much I love you. He reaches out his arms on that cross, the biggest hug that the world has ever experienced, the hug of the cross around us. There is no scam, right? No fake news. (laughs) It is the truth, the biggest truth that there is. May the Lord just grant us the joy that we have in that truth.